welcome to a very spectacular, stupendous, super <laughs> special, awesome 50th episode Woo! special of Cracking One Open <laughs> with Mike and, and Elise. Elise. You sound like the SNL. That's what I was going for. Okay. All right. <laughs> Good job, Ben. <laughs> Happy 50th episode, baby. Happy 50th. <laughs> Feels like only yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so we got a very special episode. We were talking about it for a few weeks now that we were going to do it. And it's here. Are you ready? No. So you guys are going <laughs> to, you guys are going to listen to the, uh, the downfall of my love of beer. <laughs> oh, don't say that. No. The the whole point of this episode is to show you that saisons aren't that bad. It is true. It is to enlighten me. Yes. And it is to teach you a lesson that you need to try new foods and <laughs> drinks. And you'll get yours in a couple of weeks when we do the opposite. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't hate them as much as I don't. I feel like there's still some that you like. I, I do appreciate some stouts, just like there are some saisons that you've had that you were like, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. But we're we're here to learn and grow as beer lovers. So it's true. And you know, I just kind of go, Yeah, it was all right. I don't think there's mm-hmm. been a beer that we've had so far. I mean, and obviously because we look at up what the beer is before we drink them that we've had where sometimes, we really weren't sometimes we just go about oh this is this looks cool. <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, we kind of know what we're picking up. So yeah. I don't think we've had anything on the cast yet where I've really not liked Outright it. Outright not liked yeah. it. There's no. been a couple of things where I've been like, mm, maybe, I, maybe we won't buy this again, but I appreciate having it. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. But this, this is stuff that I usually just outright avoid. Yep. So. But not me. I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm also very interested to see how the beer fresher is going to work through. We have six different beers. Mm-hmm. So how are we doing this beer fresher? Have you broken down your notes? What are we doing? What's what's all right? What's the game plan? So first, let's talk about saisons, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna give a brief overview of what saisons are, and then we'll dive into each one individually and uh, see what you think. Ooh! All right. I mean, I'm. Let's be honest. I'm just excited I get to have beer. (laughs) (laughs) You can't go wrong, man. I mean, you can't go wrong, but not with these. I handpicked these. So, uh, all right, let's get to it. Um, I found an article that gives a nice, pretty concise history and description of the style. So the following information is pretty much ripped straight from that article, which was found on vinepair.com. It's an excellent informational resource. A lot of interesting reads on there. Highly recommend it. So here we go. A farmhouse ale is not a single style of beer. It's actually a broader category of styles. It can be a saison, beer de garde, Goose nom, nom, mm-hmm. nom. or Sati, S-A-H-T-I. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I am almost positive we've had it before, but yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you what it was. Interesting. So in general, a beer that falls under the farmhouse ale designation will have a bit of a funky flavor, kind of like wet hay or earth. It'll also be tart, um, like an unripened strawberry and leave your mouth crisp and dry. Other than that, the possibilities are endless. Ooh. <laughs> uh, when Phil Markowski, current brewmaster at Two Roads Brewing, an author of Farmhouse Ales, asked Belgian brewers to define the style, he was told it should be something that's dry, but not too dry. 
a brew for the season, something special. Not exactly defining characteristics, but that's what makes farmhouse beer so fun. You don't always know what you're going to get. The variety in farmhouse ales comes from the hard truth of what farming life used to be like. Farmhouse ales are traditional summer beers in France and Belgium that were made in the winter and drunk throughout crop planting, maintenance, and harvest. Beers were given to seasonal workers who tended the crops or the saisonners in French. Uh, So it wasn't made with top shelf ingredients people sought out. It was made with natural yeast and the leftover crops that didn't make it to market the previous year. Over time, war and shifting ownership of land split the homeland of farmhouse ales. Two primary styles stole the show. The Belgians stuck with the saison, which means season in French, for its hoppy, crisp, tart, and sessionable qualities. The French brewed more beer de garde, which means beer to keep in French, and that's got more earthy, funky, slightly sweet flavors. When the farm life stopped being as popular, people stopped drinking as many farmhouse ales. The style could have been lost, but the craft beer movement saved it. (laughs) Today, craft breweries have revitalized and updated the style for the new beer crowd. City dwellers looking for something they haven't tried before. While modern farmhouse beer isn't brewed for the benefit of seasonal workers on the farm, the taste is enough to make you reminisce about a simpler time on a hot summer day, no matter where you drink it. The variability in the style means you don't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you'll find the style you need. And if you should, try sometimes, I was going to say, should I insert find. some Rolling Stones here? <laughs> you get what you need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. Right? All right. That is true about Cezanne's though. When I do mm-hmm. drink them, I picture like hay and wheat and barley. Mm-hmm. I picture like a farm. Yeah. And I don't know if that happens just because that's on the picture of every bottle or can of Pro- It's probably of been Cezanne. like planted so now, in your if mind. I get it on draft, yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> wheat. <laughs> All right. So are you ready? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let's do this. Psyching himself up. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> what are we doing first? What are we doing right. first? First up is La Fin du Monde. Oh, we're starting with your number one. Yeah. All right. All right, from Unibrow. So, folks, this is the beer that got me to like beer. That being said, I'll go into a little bit more detail because I'm not a beer fesser with that much clout yet. <laughs> so, Le Fin du Monde is Unibrow's. I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but I'm just going to keep saying it because that's the way it's spelled. Unibrow! <laughs> it is their international flagship ale brewed since 1994. But it took 18 months of research before Lumefin Dumont even saw the light of day. Representative of a style that was originally developed by medieval monks who served beer on special occasions, it is a premium beer with a surprising finesse. Like Trappist Triple Ales, Le Fin du Monde is brewed and re-fermented in the bottle, which, fun fact, was a first in the American market at the time of launch. It's brewed and re-fermented in the bottle? Well, I think the re-fermented in the bottle was new to to the American market. It's brewed in the bottle? Or do I they th- just mean th- like it's brewed, put in the bottle? It's brewed, put in the bottle, and then re-fermented in there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You can tell it's fermented because this beer is good until 2023. Mm -hmm. It can be aged, yeah, for three to five years. So Le Fin du Monde has earned more medals and awards in major international competitions than any other Canadian beer. True to tradition, this beer was brewed in honor of the French explorers who, when they discovered North America, believed they had reached the end of the world. 
L'affinement. On the nose, it has a floral bouquet with aromas of honey, spices, coriander, and malt. This beer has a mildly hoppy palate with notes of grains, fruit, and spice, followed by a smooth, dry finish. It clocks in at 9% ABV uh, and should be served between 54 and 57 degrees. The IBU rating is 19. SRM rating is 5.5, meaning that it pours a nice blonde color. It's slightly cloudy with a creamy white head. It's got a medium body with a slow, sustained effervescence and fine bubbles. This is all from their website. They actually have like a fun fact sheet <laughs> on each of their beers that has all these. It's, and you were like, oh, I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> and now my personal favorite suggested food pairings. <laughs> <laughs> so sausages, quiche or omelets, salmon, mussels, fresh oysters, ratatouille, salty blue cheese or creamy blue cheese, aged cheddar or Parmesan. Uh-huh. Will all go well with Le Fin du Monde. All very French, French ass mm-hmm. things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, why don't you crack that baby open? <laughs> so, it definitely has that nice blonde color and a creamy white head that is quite accurate and cloudy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're going to post a picture just so that you guys can see the the color variation that happens even within one style of beer yes yes and we'll point out the srms on it too or so try you can to kind of see the <laughs> the spectrum mm-hmm. in a way all right here we go the fin du monde cheers cheers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's okay the fin du monde is uh, i've had le fin du monde there are a few in here that i've had before yeah like i said this is the beer that got me to like beer right. so i've been buying this on and off since I was what? 21, 22. Yeah, so it's palatable. It's okay. I can appreciate that this is a well made Saison. Mm-hmm. The little bubbles are really fun on your tongue. The effervescence. And you get some of that funk at the end of your taste, which mm-hmm. I really like. Uh, that, that's the kind of funk that you get in other farmhouse ales, especially like ones that um, we get at two roads that are aged in the barrels or like at the fooders and stuff yep. like that. Yep. You get a lot of that kind of funk, which I do really appreciate because. Mm-hmm. It almost, if I close my eyes real tight and just pretend it's like I'm drinking a sour. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got, there's something about Cezanne. It, it does kind of remind you of like the farm and that hay and the wheat and the barley, but it also has this strange medicine quality, I think, that I, I just, it's I, tough for me to get I, past. Yeah. I'm wondering if we can, if by the end of this episode, we can narrow down what that taste might be, something that, is linked between all of the all of these saisons. We'll find out. Oh, it's it's just so good. It's so good. She's in heaven. I love it. I'm taking the last up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just not for me. I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I know you love it. But yeah, this is definitely a saison that this is probably the beginning of me going. I don't think I like these beers. <laughs> Even though I know it's what turned you on to uh, craft beers. Yeah. All right. What's number What's number two? All right. Next up is Workers' Comp from Two Roads Brewing. Oh, yes. So I think this might have been the first beer that I had from Two Roads. Um, it's defini- it was definitely my go-to as far as local craft beers go for quite a while. Like whenever I saw it on tap, instead of Bud Light, I would go for this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, at the time, I didn't know that I thought it was so good because brewmaster Phil Monkowski literally wrote the book on farmhouse ales. In but, America. <laughs> yeah, but now it makes sense. Yeah, this was one of their three starter beers. Workers' yep. Comp, um, Honey Spot, Honey Spot, and uh, old, old pills. Factory Pills. Old Factory yep. Pilsner, yep. So this is one that I had. I think this was the first two roads I had as well. Okay. I will say of all this, I've had like, I think three of the Saisons that you bought. Mm-hmm. This is the one Saison that I like the most out of, I think, any Saison that I've had. Okay. So this one, this one's like the opposite of Lift and Dumont, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Two Roads describes workers' comp like this. A traditional farmhouse ale made with a very expressive yeast strain that contributes an array of tropical fruit, spice flavors, and aromatics. Brewed with a variety of harvest grains, including barley, wheat, oats, and rye, as was likely the case with the farmhouse brewers of yore. The result is a complex, refreshing, and distinctive example of this esoteric style. Intensely fruity, slightly spicy, and this one clocks in at 4.8 ABV. So this is distinctly lower in ABV than all of the other saisons that we've that I <laughs> selected for this particular episode. I wonder if that's why I like it more as a saison. Yeah. Because the lower because, alcohol takes out that medicininess. Yeah. And this is the only one where they really, there's very um, eclectic flavors. So they list the fruit flavors as passion fruit, pineapple, mango, and lychee, and the spices as clove and white pepper. Those fruits are very not France. Yes. <laughs> or so Belgium. I'm wondering if that's maybe what led you to appreciate this more, whereas you'll see the there's a, a definite pattern in the other saisons as far as slightly different fruits and slightly different spices that come through. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I will say this about Le Fin du Monde, which I should have said before. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not a huge fan and it's got that medicine taste, it does not taste like it's 9%. No. It is much more drinkable than than it is not. It doesn't feel strong. Definitely not. All right. Which is what makes it a little dangerous. Workers comp. Look at the old school bottle on here with the classic two roads art. Oh, yeah. And it's just like this faded red look. Do, do, do. All right. Crack it. Nice. I didn't really record Le Fin du Monde because it has aluminum on it. Yeah. So, so it, do, it, it doesn't give as satisfying of a crack. Actually, here you go. Here's the Le Fin du Monde. I'm going to do the sound effect myself. Ready for some Foley work? I'm not editing that back. Perfect. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> the two roads will go in the classic two roads taster. There we go. Even though literally all of our taster glasses are two roads. Oh, yep. It's <laughs> going the old school though. Now this, I will say, although I'm not a huge fan of workers comp, I like it enough that sometimes when we're at the brewery, I do order uh, like a short, Mm-hmm. pour of this yeah because i do appreciate it so immediately just you with you pouring it out visually it is a very similar color a little bit blonder more clear it is much with, more clear with a much um i would say half the head but the effervescence looks crazy maybe it was kind of blocked by the um the cloudiness of le fin du Monde. We'll see when we taste it, see yeah. how those bubbles work. But I yeah. think Le Fin du Monde is in, is almost, has the amount of bubbles that you would get in a champagne. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to have quite the effervescence of uh, Le Fin du Monde. 
True. But when you say half the head, I think it's got even less than half the head. It does have a foam up top, but it's very, very slight compared to yeah. the Fendu. Yeah. Off the nose, it's less pungent than the Fendu Mond. You don't yeah. get hit by that Saison smell or taste, which is hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Earthy is a good way to describe it, like Elise was saying in the description, but also this fruity tanginess yeah. in the smell. This I feel like this medicineness. One, yeah. That's what I think I describe as the medi- medicineness. Yeah. The right tang. off the off the nose, that one has a, a funky, fruity smell. Right off the bat, it's just tastier. It still has some of that Saison notes, but I think all those the the lychee taste that while I describe. The lychee mm-hmm. really comes through like Big time, I feel like that's the fruit flavor I get most. The sweetness. Yeah. And it kills some of it or dulls some of the medicine stuff medicine-y, that you don't like. Cezanne part that I'm not a huge fan of when it comes mm-hmm. to these. And I think that's why I like this. Yeah. There's another beer that's out that Two Roots puts out called No Limits, mm-hmm. which at first I wasn't a fan of either because I thought it was very Cezanne. It's a Hefeweizen. Yep. But as time has gone by, I appreciate it a lot. I actually quite enjoy it now because it's got this, these banana notes to it uh that that really forced the saisani notes into this back seat of that hefeweizen mm-hmm. which is very a uh, very similar style beer yeah but i think that's why i like this one because these fruit flavors really take precedence over the typical saison flavor so you like the least saisani saison so far <laughs> yep <laughs> that's uh that's a good way to put it all right yeah i like this it's very close to the uh, no limits yeah, it is more more close than I realized because it has been a while since I had the workers comp, but you just had the the no limits the other day. So Yeah. It's like a slightly blander no limits. Mm-hmm. The no limits cranks that fruitiness up to like a an eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's not bad. Number three is Sophie from Goose Island. Ooh, you're doing all the ones I know first. And then it's oh, okay. then we're traveling into the unknown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is another one that I have loved for quite a while. I also, I feel like it used to be on tap more often at restaurants than it is now. I mean, speaking pre-pandemic, it, it yeah. seems like restaurants seem to have shifted their focus more to local craft beers, which I totally appreciate, you know, hashtag support local. But yeah, I, f- I feel like this was something that was more widely available a couple of years ago. When Connecticut had 30 breweries instead of 130 breweries. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically. basically. Yeah. I also feel like Goose Island now is seen more of like a corporate, as a corporate thing. Now yeah, that, that, that was my next note. So that Goose Island is out of Illinois, but technically they are owned by Big Beer now. Anheuser-Busch. Um, so <laughs> Sophie comes in at 6.5 ABV with an IBU rating of 20 and pours a champagne color. It's aged in wine barrels with hand-zested orange peel. Sophie is tart and dry with notes of subtle, spicy white pepper, a hint of citrus, and a creamy vanilla finish. Uh, Being aged in wine barrels, it also makes for a good crossover beer for fans of Pinot Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look at this goose. That goose. I distinctly remember more of the goose being on tap, like that head. Oh, yeah. head. Yeah. All the Goose Island tap handles are goose heads mm-hmm. with the name on the bottom. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. So Sophie, I know I've had, but I don't remember what I f- feel, how I feel about how Sophie. How you feel about it. <laughs> Ooh, man. Ever events. A-F. Ooh. Nice head on it. 
I feel like this is one that you're going to with being that it's more it leans more toward wine. I think you might like this a little bit better. It's another very light beer. Very light, like straw. This this might be the yellow, more yellow of the three that we've poured so far. Oh, yeah. Definitely the most clear. Mm-hmm. Look at all those bubbles, though. You a lot of bubbles sitting on the bottom. The bubbles, Duke. The, the bubbles. bubbles. All right. I'm going in. Do it. Oh, it smells like a farmhouse, like wild, a wild farmhouse ale. It doesn't necessarily smell like a Saison. I do like the, the note. Ah, there we go. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Super bubbly. Mm-hmm. Very light taste. Yeah, this is okay. This is okay <laughs> because the, the flavor is there and gone in an instant. So of the three that you've had so far, would you say this is number one so far? No, because this is kind of bland. Oh, interesting. I think right now I'm going to have to put the workers comp at the top. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't know what the other three unknown beers that you got. Mwah. But it's going to be tough to bump workers comp because I actually kind of enjoy it. And mm-hmm. other saisons at most I tolerate. This mm-hmm. is a tolerable one. If someone was like, here you go. Or if it's the only beer at some wedding or something. I'd then be like, you're going to drink it. Yeah. All right. It's very bubbly, but the yeah. big bubbles when, when it hits you. I think that the sweeter vanilla E finish really tones it down. Oh, you think that's what it is? Yeah. I think it maybe tones like you it said, down. The, like that you get that burst of flavor when you sip it and then it kind of just gets washed away. And I feel like that's the the vanilla. I can taste the vanilla as I'm talking to you. As you say that, I can kind of get it at the end. Kind of, yeah, like you say, washing away the flavors of of intense yeah. Cezanne-iness. So yeah, it's it's okay. It's tolerable. But I'm going to have to still go with, yeah. Me. Mm. <laughs> so that was Sophie from Goose Island. Next up is Hennepin from Brewery Amagang. And yes, it is Brewery Amagang, not Amagang Brewery. What? Did Blows I just my blow mind. your mind? You did, because I love Amagang. <laughs> Although not necessarily this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't say whether I've had this one before. I'm pretty sure I have, but I wanted to include it because we are both fans of Amagang, especially you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Saison gets excellent scores everywhere you look online is one of the most highly recommended ones like for people that are just starting out uh so amagang says inspired by the traditional rustic brews of belgium our iconic farmhouse saison is charmingly complex yet eminently drinkable artfully spiced and gracefully balanced its champagne-like effervescence delivers a crisp dry finish delighting discerning drinkers everywhere so Hennepin clocks in at 7.7 ABV with an IBU rating of 28 and an SRM rating of 6. SRM! <laughs> it pours a slightly hazy pale straw uh, with a fluffy white head and aromas of spicy yeast and honey to lead flavors of ginger, toasted grain, and peppery spice. I like it so far in the description. Right? Sparkling combination, a pleasant lingering spice, and a crisp dry finish round out our beloved farmhouse ale. Suggested food pairings <laughs> <laughs> include shellfish, barbecue, cheeses, charcuterie, and a wide variety of spicy fare. That part intrigued me because uh, not many breweries include food pairings just in general, but I definitely don't recall one before this that suggests spicy foods so i thought that would uh, pique your interest as well i do like spicy foods i did just buy the pocky one chip challenge (laughs) which you might be able to view on the forgotten entertainment youtube channel what what? 
what did you say the SRM was for this? Six. And then the other one was 5.5. So be, the description yeah. is is very similar to what uh, Le Fin du Monde is. Mm-hmm. Although this is to be served at 40 degrees. Well, Le Fin du Monde was Ooh. 55 degrees. Interesting. So this is supposed to be served much colder. In fact, this is supposed to be served much colder than I think we've seen any other beer recommendation temperatures mm, at. Was that not the recommendation for cold one? I thought cold one was 45. Oh, maybe. But yeah, 40 is definitely on the lowest end. Yeah. In terms of that. I'm excited. I do like Ama Gang. <laughs> and they get the fancy glass. They're gonna get the our our tiny taster snifter. No, it's that so I got cute. during our uh, my two roads area two cellar dweller membership <laughs> during my first tasting event there. Nice crack. So the first time the ladies told me that. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite the Findu Mondi. It's not as hazy as that. It's no, definitely got this it's, it's, opaqueness to it. Yeah. It is slightly hazy. That is accurate. It's not quite cloudy. Looks very golden. It actually looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. Very tiny bubbles. Very tiny bubbles. But a big frothy head. So it smells definitely more Cezanne than Sophie or Workers Comp did. Ooh, yeah, it does. It smells almost oh. at a level of La Fin du Monde. But let's find out. Oh, that was not a good face. <laughs> It starts off really good, and then it's got this saison menaceness that attacks my palate. It's not like a burningness of like a throat, like it's too strong. It's like this burning on my tongue. It's just like mm, you just. I had really want to know what this medicine. taste is that turns you off so much. It's a taste. It's a feeling. It's. I don't think it's a feeling. The like, like you said, the bubblies are nice. It's the almost like champagne. Are nice. These are not as these bubbles are so small that they're not quite champagne. Okay. Um, it is nice. I, don't, I also don't think we're drinking it cold enough as mm-hmm. well. We're probably drinking it around the 50, 55 degrees of Dumond recommended. Yeah, I do like that, though. But I can see how, you know, we, we've had beers too cold before by accident uh, and it kind of inhibits the flavors of them. Yeah, they wake up as it goes. Yeah. So I wonder if this might have been slightly more tolerable for you if it was actually served at 40 degrees. Yeah. There are some beers that you have as time goes as. Yeah, everybody's experienced that you're outside or mm-hmm. you're chilling or you're watching TV, drinking a beer. And if you're just sipping on it sometime later, you're going to drink it and it's going to be room temperature. And it's going to all those flavors Not taste are going to be great. so intense and yeah. just like, oh, like attacking your mouth. I mean, again, I could drink this, but I'm I'm not a fan. If there was another beer on tap, I would probably get the other beer. Yeah. You get a lot of those spices, though, which I like mm-hmm. if I if I drink it toward the back of my tongue, so I don't taste as much. I, I just also, get the aftertaste. You get a good aftertaste. This is the only one that lists ginger as a taste. So I wonder if that might be adding something a little bit different. Maybe. It's definitely less saison than yeah. Le Fin du Monde, but still kind of similar in its saison bite. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely the flavor itself, the main flavor and smell are slightly toned down. Definitely lower on my list, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Next up is Tank 7 from Boulevard Brewing Co. This one is definitely new for me, but I included it because it popped up on several lists of saisons um, that like set the standard for saisons, especially here in America. So Boulevard Brewing Co. says, when our brewers were experimenting with variations on a traditional Belgian style farmhouse ale, the perfect combination of elements came together in fermenter number seven. You could call it fate, but they called it Tank 7, and so it is. 
beginning with a big surge of fruity aromatics and grapefruit hoppy notes. The flavor of this complex, straw-colored ale tapers off to a peppery, dry finish. So th- this is the pattern that I'm seeing, is the, the crisp, dry finish. The peppery, the coriander, the spices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coriander is used a lot in a lot of our IPAs that we were drinking this summer, though, weren't they? Mm. Or maybe not the IPAs, but some of the sours. Maybe some of the sours, but I feel like it's not really an IPA kind of spice. So Tank 7 clocks in at 8.5 ABV (laughs) with an IBU rating of 38. The aroma is floral with citrusy hops and Belgian yeast esters. It's got a soft, sweet malt flavor that gives way to a prominent hop bitterness with citrusy, grapefruit, and peppery flavors to round it out. Suggested food pairings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving this. Uh, Herb roasted chicken, pork, and telegio cheese. I'm probably saying that wrong. No, I feel like telegio is right. Okay, cool. Seems right. I really like the the bottle on this. The bottle is so dark and you just get this this diamond logo Mm -hmm. with these black, this black border that just says, it's just blue and it says Boulevard Tank 7. Really bright. Very like old school it is. bottle logo. It, yeah. It's really, it's a really sexy bottle. But and it, it yeah, be, it's got that sleek silhouette too. Will it be a sexy beer? <laughs> yeah, it is a very like one of those thin, longer bottles. Mm-hmm. All right. Cracking it open. Crack it. This bottle's so sexy. I hope I like this one the most. <laughs> <laughs> Judging by the description, it seems like the most regular beer of the season. So I'm assuming that you. May very well like this the best. The head. Holy head. That is definitely the biggest head we've had so far. Yeah. And you poured that carefully too. Yeah. What's the sniffs? Can't help the phone's blocking the smell, but there's not much of a smell. It just, it smells like beer. Honestly, like there's nothing that's like really distinguishable about it. Other than like, if you put that in front of me and smelled the liquid blindfolded, it'd be like, it's a beer. But I can't tell you what it was. Which is a good sign for me liking it in terms of like. Yeah. It's not overly Saison-esque. Saison-y. I feel like I might be able to pull, if they if I was asked, like you said, blindfolded and, and smelled it and asked what kind of beer it was, I might be able to pull uh, like Saison, if not farmhouse, out of my butt. Yeah, now that the foam's settling, I can I'd be able to get farmhouse but, out of it. But that, you're yeah. right. It does have a slightly more, not less malty, but more hoppy. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it's it's much more hoppy than yeah. the other beers. It's also a nice golden color, like a darker orange gold. Mm-hmm. What's those SRMs, yo? Didn't say. Sons of bitches. <laughs> uh? It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great. I feel like this and workers comp are going to need a taste off at the end so Interesting. far. Here we go. Competition's heating up. Finally. This is actually, yeah, this is actually not bad. <laughs> you could tell it's a Saison. But it's also super smooth. It doesn't have that medicine-y bite that I experience with yeah. pretty much everything else. Even the workers' comp in a little bit of way, but I just like all that fruitiness in the workers' comp. That's not bad. It's still, as a virtue of being a Saison, a little too medicine-y for me in taste. Oh, wow. That is, that is good. But it's not bad. In a lineup of regular beers, I might not choose that, but... That's good, but it's like... It's, it's not bad at all. It's easy drinking, at least. Yeah. It's very, it's much sweeter than I, than I expected it to be. I feel like that cuts out some of the bite though, mm-hmm. so that you don't get that, mm, that I got with like Amagang and yeah. Le Fondue Monde and stuff yeah. like that. I feel like this is 
one of the few instances where that sweetness is a good thing for me, where I don't usually like sweet, overly sweet things. But that's not bad at all. It's so smooth. It is. It's very smooth. Where does that rank for you? Because this is something I like and we're kind of like on the opposite spectrum on our Cezanne feelings. I mean, it's not going to beat out, like I said, Le Fendumon, Workers' Comp, and Sophie are like go-tos for me as far as Cezanne's go. But this, I feel like this falls right in line, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so you, you still put the other ones kind of above it, though. Because mm-hmm. again, you you like that overly Cezanne the, what I think that what I don't like about it, Cezanne, is what you like about Cezanne. Yeah, I will say I would rank Tank 7 above Hennepin. That's interesting because Hennepin was so close to Le Fin du Monde for me. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, but Hennepin had more of a bite to it that I didn't like. Yeah. Hennepin might so far. That's, I think, last. But we still have one more to go. We so. do. I'll tell you this though about Tank 7. Mm-hmm. The fact that that was so good a Cezanne, and I, even though I'm still not a huge fan of Cezanne's, I would be like, if they could let me tolerate a beer that I really don't like, you'd be then interested. I think I'd be very interested to try their other what beers. What else they have, yeah. yeah. See what they can do with something I do like. Mm-hmm. So last, but certainly not least, we have Cezanne. <laughs> very creative name from Allagash. And this one, I have to say, I really, I have no idea if I've had it before. I went on an Allagash white kick for quite a while. Oh yeah, uh, a long After time we ago. After went to Plan B Burgers. Yep. And that was when they didn't have a lot of beer. Yeah. And you would get the Allagash all the time. All the time. But it makes sense because the Allagash White is still a Belgian style wheat beer. So mm-hmm. it's kind of in the same family. I don't know. Sure. Uh, but anyway. That's like saying this is like Blue Moon, which this is yeah, not like Blue yeah, Moon. Yeah, yeah. So Allagash Saison is their interpretation of a Belgian farmhouse style ale. It's a 6.1 ABV amber beer brewed with two-row barley blend, malted rye, oats, and dark Belgian candy sugar. Uh, Northern Brewer, Bravo, and Cascade hops deliver a citrusy profile with light bitterness. And by fermenting with a traditional Saison yeast strain, notes of spice and tropical fruit accent the aroma. Citrus and peppery spice balance its pleasant malt character. This beer is full-bodied with a rustic dry finish. Rustic. Yeah. Really putting that in your mind. Buzzword. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's open this very orange bottle where it's just Cezanne, Allagash. Yep. But out of the Cezanne, they're very hard to see. They're not uh, screwing around. Wheat wheat stalks, although they also (laughs) just kind of look like some kind of bars on like a stock graph or something. That was an not an impressive not an impressive yeah. What did this say about the head? It didn't say anything. Oh well, then maybe that's why it says full bodied, but that's about it in terms of yeah. This is no head compared to what we just poured in Tank Seven. Uh, it grew to a little tiny bit of one, but a similar head to Sophie. Mm. I'd say not crazy, but some there. I guess <laughs> it exists. <laughs> It's very pale. Yeah, this is the palest of everything so far, I would it say. Looks like a looks like a urine sample. Ew. Looks like a pale urine sample. This is super This pale person beer. is still dehydrated. <laughs> the, I'd say it's not very bubbly either. Interesting. This one also gets like really, really high scores, which is why I included it. It smells very wild yeast. Ooh. That's what I'm getting off the You've top. You've piqued my interest. Huh. It smells like when you enter area two because everything's got wild yeast. 
it smells like that, which is the funk that whenever we describe funkiness, it's, that's kind of like that wild mm-hmm. bacteria that you can smell in a beer. Like if you guys have had Allagash Saison or know where to get it, which I'm assuming because it's Allagash, it's everywhere in the country. Yeah. Smell it. And that's what area two smells like. And it's also anytime we describe, hey, yeah. it smells like wild yeast <laughs> or funk. This is the smell. So I wouldn't be able to, I would tell you maybe it's a, I would probably be able to tell you it's a farmhouse ale if you blindfolded me and had me smell it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But would I say it was a Saison? Ooh. Really? Crisp. No bite. No medicineliness. The taste is very light though. The taste is there and gone. You could eat and drink the Saison. If you really like a Saison, but you find you can't really eat with a Saison. Oh, wow. Like yeah. burgers or anything like the, your dinner food. There you go. I can see why you like this. Yeah, that's not bad. Ooh, that makes it difficult. I will say now, though, having it, I don't think I've had this before. No, I've definitely never had this before, but I don't usually go. I'll take an allegash. Mm. Drinkability is high on that one. All right. <laughs> so I guess it's time for me to rate them. Yeah. Da 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 da. All right. The ranking begins. <laughs> so may the top three please step forward. Top three are Workers' Comp from Two Roads Brewing. Okay. Tank 7. Yep. From Boulevard. And Allagash Saison. Very nice. I, I'm, I'm torn because I, I, I thought I knew what the third place would be, but I thought it might switch up. But I think, I think now I know the order that you're going to go with. All right. In first place is... <laughs> Two Roads Workers Comp. Shocker. It's just actually tasty. I enjoy drinking it. It's got a lot of flavors above the Cezanne-iness that the Cezanne is always in the back, but it takes a backseat to better, greater, tastier, fruitier flavors that I enjoy. Okay. If you're looking for a straight up Cezanne, I guess this is the worst one to have in terms of like, you're not going to get punched in the face with that Cezanne flavor if that's what you're looking for. But no. it is present throughout. Always remind you that it is a Cezanne. Yeah. But it takes a backseat, which I'm okay with. And it's super mellow and is drinkable. In As s- evidenced by the fact that, like you said, you actually get it at the brewery sometimes. like From time to time, yeah. Unprovoked. Once a year, un- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> in second place is Cezanne by Allagash. It's drinkable. It's smooth. It's got an easy, nice, crisp finish. That if you're moving into Saison's or craft beer or, you know, you've never had a Saison before, this doesn't punch you in the face with that yeah. at all. It's super easy drinking. I really like it. Um, in terms of Saison, uh, that's not bad at all. So third place, I believe, is going to be Tank 7. It's still very Saison-y and I'm not a big fan, but it's also not bad. I like the carbonation in it. Okay. Almost offsets the Saison-ness of it. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more mellow in terms of the bite of the Saison. That medicine doesn't go and smack you in the Overwhelm face. Overwhelm you, yeah. Um, I think maybe that's why I don't like Saison. I keep saying it smacks me in the face. Maybe that's the main thing I don't like about it. Is maybe. That flavor just is it's pungent in a way that doesn't sit well with me. So now rounding up yeah, says the, the bottom man who three. Loves sours. <laughs> like, exactly. Like the way the Saison punch me in the yeah, face is good. Yeah. I love the way sours punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I'm quite the masochist. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to uh, sours. Mm-hmm. Pucker me up. <laughs> it's true. All right. So in fourth place, rounding out the bottom three, I'll probably have to go with. Oh, interesting. A lot of funk on the Sophie. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, is this not going away the way you planned? No. Well, not the way I predicted. I didn't plan anything. But Le Fin du Monde is just a really well-crafted beer. Nah, I'm going to have to go with the one I could drink. This is my opinion kind of a thing. Yeah. So while Le Fin du Monde, I think, is actually probably... Le Fin du Monde, if I was going by how it was crafted, Le Fin du Monde would probably be number one next to Workers' Comp. But yeah. that's not what this is about. So Sophie takes number four. Mm-hmm. Le Fin du Monde takes number five. And then in last place, unfortunately, which I can't believe. I'm shocked. Because I love Amagang. Amagang, if you're listening, please don't drop me as a sponsor that I never was <laughs> to begin with. Don't take away my considerations. This is the only beer of yours I've never really cared for. I love everything else you've made. Yep. But Inclu- it's just. Including and especially the Game of Thrones. Oh, man. King of the North was awesome. And again, I think that was also farmhouse inspired. But yeah, I mean, I have an Amagang glass that I love to use. You do. It's my fanciest glass. But yeah, that one is just too, it's too much. And Le Fin du Monde is, is light, at least, and effervescent. Mm-hmm. And I can tell how well made it is. It is yeah. what I think I define all, when I think of Saison's, I think of Le Fin du Monde first. And then yeah. they're either above or below that. I think that's my scale. I'm happy that that's your standard because, yeah, <laughs> it is for me too. Unfortunately, Hennepin, while it's not terrible, surprisingly, none of these Saison's have quite although i've made the stink face a couple of times yes you have none of these saisons have quite grossed me out the way they used to it's supposed to be served at 40 degrees but it tastes a little better now this time <laughs> interesting because that goes against our theory when we first opened it i know oh man i don't oh man things have changed take another sip that's opened up mellowed out that's true it got better shit <sighs> hold on i got better all right, beer number one is still a workers' comp. Okay. Beer number two is still Saison. Beer number three, it's still Tank 7. But now, beer number four. Now, the game has changed. <laughs> beer number four is Amagang Hennepin. Ooh. I shouldn't have to leave it out this long. No. I, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe I crack it open from the fridge, leave it in the fridge longer, and then pour it in a glass. That's so much work. I know, but also we're drinking the very quick. So maybe I just, if we were doing a full episode of tastings, mm-hmm. this might've opened up while we were doing our tasting. That's notes. also true. That's fair. Uh, but it has mellowed out a lot. So now it is a much more mellow beer and all those hints and flavors. The or- This is the one with uh, the ginger. Yep. Comes through. Everything comes through at the end and really mellows everything out. Really, it's a full rounded out flavor mm-hmm. um, that never really bites you with anything. So I, I kind of enjoy this, but. Now the Cezanne-ness is kind of leaving it in a way. Mm-hmm. Next would be Le Fin du Monde because I, I appreciate it even though I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And the last place, unfortunately, is going to be Sophie. It's okay. funky. It still has a bit of that Cezanne bite. But like you said, it's a little bit bland. It's a little bit bland. It's just kind of a farmhouse with a little bit of Cezanne in it. If it was just a regular farmhouse ale, mm-hmm. no Cezanne, I'd probably like it a little bit better. Okay. If they did something... Slightly adjacent to a Sophie. Uh, Sophie adjacent. Yeah, Le Fin du Monde is still always going to be my metric where I go on there. Okay. But yeah, I surprisingly have not gagged. I have made some poop faces. <laughs> this is true. That is my order. And you're sticking to it? I'm sticking to it. And unfortunately, none of them have really changed my mind about Saison's. Aw. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. 
I will not be going out and ordering any of these. I don't think, although I would still maybe have the occasional workers comp, but you know, Saison by Allagash is good enough that I, I might occasionally get that too. If it's been so long since I say Zon, it's like, mm-hmm. do I really not like them? Cause I do that with some things I don't like you sometimes do, yeah. go, do I really not like this? <laughs> uh, I, I might have that Allagash Saison and another, again, shout out to the only company I've never heard of, which is Boulevard. Mm-hmm. That Tank 7, I do really want to try other boulevards now. Yeah. So yeah, I would say it was a successful 50th. Woo-wee! Yeah. Now you're going to have to drink the rest of these six beers. Oh, crap. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in that case, we better get going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackin'1open.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken1Open, or shoot us an email at Kraken1Open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we want to hear from you. What should we do for our 100th episode? We got to do a big blowout, right? We're going to drink five gallons of beer from a giant boot. <laughs> das Boot. Anyway, you got some plugs? Of course, I got some plugs. If you enjoy the sound of my voice, man, do I got more for you. I've got bunches of books that you can buy from me on Audible. I didn't write them, but I narrate them. And yeah, I do. do a pretty damn good job. So find me, Michael Butler, not Michael, any middle name Butler or Michael Butler, whatever weird fake last name, Michael <laughs> Butler. Look me up, buy my books. Help me feed my family. Help me pay my rent. Uh, all on Audible. Also, check out my other podcast. I've got Forgotten Cinema. I do with my buddy Mike Fields. It's a podcast where we look at films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie. Perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. Forgotten Cinema comes out every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. You can visit us on ForgottenEntertainment.com as we're just like Crack on Open, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, or ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. We're also on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out our commercials every Thursday. Episodes out every Wednesday. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, where we are two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my best friend Dave, where we talk about all things video game related. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, Switch, VR, PC, we have it all. We play it all. We talk about it all. And every other week we do a post game where we take a look at a specific video game and we do a deep dive into how it was made and our thoughts on the game itself from gameplay to story. So Two Player Bros every Thursday on ForgottenEntertainment.com, TwoPlayerBros.com. Find us on the social medias. That's all I got. And we want to thank all of our fans for sticking (laughs) with us through 50 episodes. I know there was a little bit of a time where we took a bit of a pause, but we're back now releasing weekly. Tell your friends, tell your family. Hopefully we've convinced you to buy, buy or try or taste one of our beers at some point that we've done. That would be a huge win for us. If I, if I just learned that, that'd be cool. I know. Let us know what you guys are drinking. Let us know what you guys want us to cover. Mm -hmm. If you are brewery listening to us, and you want us to try one of your beers, let us know. We'll go pick it up. We'll go buy it from a liquor store, whatever you need us to do. Uh, if you want us to come down and talk to you guys, do an interview, we'd love to do that too. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it is I'd a lot of fun. I'd love to do that again. So yeah. Uh, and a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Till next time. I have so many glasses to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.